0: And so, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on into our first sponsor and exhibitor session. And our host today for that is going to be Phil Obergon. Phil, are you
1: here? I sure am.
0: All right. So... Phil is going to be steering today, but I, I want to point something out really quick to our folks who are using the iPhone app or maybe even your iPad app to join today. We are going to be showing some videos if you are a person who, you know, has low vision or is sighted that's going to be watching videos. Um, if you uh, leave the app, um, you won't be able to see them, and also if you're not, um, you know, just wanting to see them, if you're wanting to hear them, if you leave your app at any time, you may not be able to hear them. We were getting some feedback about that last night. So remain in the app because it'll be a screen share when those are played and we know that you wanna hear that information. All right, so Phil, it's all yours.
1: Okay, hello everybody, this is Phil Obregon. And I would like to welcome you all to our first sponsor and exhibitor highlight session. We're going to hear from some great exhibitors through pre-recorded videos, and we're going to have a live and A when we get to the uh, to the on the move presentation. So anyway, our first exhibitor is our good friends that have been with been at our conventions for many years now. access ingenuity.
2: We're
3: going to hear. A, um, we're going to hear about their, um, some of
1: their products and services.
4: Oh, my name is Ian Ramos, and I'm an assistive technology specialist with Access Ingenuity. Access Ingenuity is an independent accessibility and consulting firm since 2002. Our mission is to help clients make their documents and websites accessible to people with disabilities. Also help end users access accessible content, provide assistive technology with hardware and software, help those with visual impairments maintain their independence. Some of the services that we offer include training, testing, remediation, implementation support, and compliance monitoring. I'd like to tell you about some of the technologies we work with that specifically engineered to help those with visual impairments live more independently. Let's start with the new Envision Glasses. Those of you seeking a convenient mobile platform for performing OCR, identifying objects, describing your environment, and even calling someone you trust to get that second opinion while shopping or exploring a new path. Ambition glasses do it all. They are really artificial intelligence for your eye. Use the power of speech to make everyday life more accessible for any visual impairment. It's as simple as wearing them like traditional glasses, using the built-in touch panel on the side to control the various features using intuitive gestures, such as tapping or swiping. Very similar to how you control an iPhone using voiceover. Envision Glasses use the proven hardware of the Google Glass platform to accomplish this. It is truly an awesome piece of hardware and is brand new to the market. Here at Access Ingenuity, we also distribute and support all freedom scientific products, such as the well-known screen reader, DAWS. DAWS research and development teams are continually releasing updates and adding new features to make the most popular screen reader available even better. We can help you get access to these exciting new features, as well as help you through any bumps in the road with support. For the low vision users out there, we also can provide the Zoom Text screen magnification software, which allows a user to customize a tailored visual experience to help them access a computer more effectively. Of course, for those of you seeking the best combination in computer access, there is the Fusion software, which combines the screen-reading power of JAWS with the visual capabilities of ZoomText. Additional blindness hardware includes the popular Focus Bell display, which is the most rugged Bell display currently available. The fifth-generation line of Focus Bell displays are a durable, lightweight of display, drop tested to mil standard 810G specifications and designed to take on the challenges of everyday bumps and scrapes. It's user-friendly keyboard, convenient front panel controls and retooled Bill pins make for a smooth and quiet operation. With Bluetooth connectivity for five devices, A built-in scratch pad, a USB-C port, and tough, compact, portable design, Focus 40 Blue ensures reliable operation whether you are on the go, at work, traveling the world, or simply relaxing at home. If you find yourself needing more power and features, I'd like to introduce you to the L braille. The Lbraille is a portable device designed for users who are blind or deafblind and want to stay connected at school, work, home, as well as on the go. This take anywhere replacement for the dedicated note-taker. Lbraille combines the flexibility of a modern mainstream computer running the Windows 10 operating system with JAWS and a 40-cell Braille display with a full Braille keyboard to offer a fully accessible and compact solution. Of course, Freedom Scientific is one of the leading manufacturers of low-vision hardware. We carry their entire line of low-vision products, including the most popular handheld magnifier on the market, Ruby. Ruby comes in three different sizes giving the end user the choice of which size fits their need. If more power and size is something that you need, Freedom Scientific, OPAS line of desktop CCTVs provide all of the features one would expect from this type of device. If you have any questions or would like more information on these products or more from Freedom Scientific, please reach out to us. Our phone number is 877-579-4380. And my email address is enr at accessingenuity.com. That's I-A-N-R at P-C-C-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-N-U-I-P-Y. Peace everyone. Free dash April 23rd dash sponsor underwent eye session of a ribbon free dash April
3: 23rd sponsor under
1: All right and thank you Access Ingenuity for being a part of our twenty twenty window convention Okay,
3: our next
1: next exhibitor is the Telephone Telephone Access Program. Just one second, Phil. I've got a little technical problem here. You're you're
5: getting all my jaws and everything here at the same time. And are trying to keep that from
3: happening. One second. One plus four, free, dash, ribbon, ribbon, not, oh I'm sorry we've got a problem twenty let's 20, fix this first I'm job, sorry
5: synthesizer
3: uh, and sound Windows sound card check oh
5: shit
3: no menus, view, view, 20, 20,
5: <sighs> I don't know
3: how this happened but it take me just one second I'm sorry yeah. All
0: right, be right back. Awesome. And while we wait for Deb to jump back in, I'll just take a minute to um thank CMAC, which is a local community media access channel here in Fresno. They're a nonprofit and they're the ones that got together with all our exhibitors and sponsors to put these great videos together um, for us and for our exhibitors and sponsors to use later and um, as they wish as well. So I just wanna thank CMAC, gotta give a shout
6: out.
1: Well, Sarah, while we're at this gap, I was given permission to do a door prize. Is, is this you know, be okay if we do that? Is Lisa on?
7: Yes, Lisa. Said, <laughs> Yay. I have for you, Phil.
1: All right, does everybody like the word door prize? Let's let Lisa spin the wheel and, and let's, let's have a winner.
7: So, our first door prize for today uh, is donated by the Fresno chapter. It is a $25 Amazon gift card. And the winner is Steve Aminoff.
2: Congratulations, Steve! Awesome. What Congratulations,
1: Steve. Steve! And thank you, Steve, for being a part of our convention with us. Okay, we're just waiting uh, for word from from our ACB assistant here from Deb. Yeah,
5: just a second. We've had a little temporary problem and we'll, I am still coming. So if you want to just uh, vamp for just a second, I will we'll be with you in just a moment.
3: Phil, I was going to tease you and ask, what are you going to say if anybody said no, they don't like a door <laughs> Okay. <laughs> then we
1: waiting. Why
7: don't we go ahead and do another one?
1: Let's do Uh, it. Let's do it.
7: Why not? Let me (laughs) queue up here. And this door prize is donated by the Contra Costa. Chapter $25 Amazon gift card. And the winner is Suzanne Hood.
8: Woo, Congratulations, I know- Suzanne oh, Hood. Sure.
0: I know that lady. She's our alternate delegate for Fresno. Congratulations, Suzanne.
9: Right. Congratulations, Suzanne. Hey, Sarah, this is Judy. I'm not yes. above doing some shameless huckstering while we've got a minute. I want to make sure everybody waits through the end of the on the move presentation for a fabulous announcement. Ooh. A I fabulous love it. I love announcement.
3: it. Not just an it. announcement, but a fabulous announcement.
0: Can can we can we even call it fantabulous?
9: Absolutely. You can call it anything you want so long as you order a mini tread
1: or a
10: city. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And also, uh, Sarah, I believe the Victoria Land presentation afterwards, is you're going to have an announcement about uh, things people will definitely be interested in hearing.
0: Yes, yes. So stay tuned. So after our Victoria Land beauty video, we'll be uh, giving an announcement as well that is available for our members and our convention uh, attendees as well.
3: I believe that is what they call a teaser
1: <laughs>
3: or those. Those are what they call teasers. So stay tuned.
9: And tuned and tuned. That's right.
0: And you know what, let's go ahead and give a couple other shout outs here. Um, so those of you who received uh, your Braille program, um, I want to give a shout out to a couple of organizations. One is the Braille Project. The Braille Project, Evelyn Comstock over there put together our um, BRF file, which was sent over to Transcribing Mariners, and they're the ones that um, embossed the beautiful Braille program for this convention. Um, And if you did not get one but want one, just as a commemorative thing, you can always call Nicole in the office um, as well to uh, grab yourself a copy. And that was all donated, again, by the Braille Project and Transcribing Mariners. So thank you very much to both of them for really being a part of uh, making things great for our members.
3: Get your commemorative program while supplies last.
0: Yes, definitely. And, and since you... we're talking,
3: since we're talking programs, I want to jump in here real quick, Sarah, and just highlight that uh, everybody who downloaded a program or or read the stuff for convention on the website. I'm going to embarrass them right now. Thank you for, to Phil Obergon here for uh, doing, I think the lion's share of the work on getting all of that stuff posted on the website and making sure it was available to download. So not only thank you to everyone who helped with the formatting of those, but thank you to Phil also for making sure that they were available for download. Um, Steven Guillermo did the recording of the audio. So thank you to them for that and as well as uh, getting it posted.
0: And Annette Carter, who did all of our yes. formatting of our large print and standard print as well. So you know, a, a lot of folks have been doing a lot of the moving parts here for this convention, and you know, we really want to point them out and you know, say a big thank you. And you know, and especially you know, our our TOG, who is a, a group of very invaluable folks who really you know make things happen. And and Phil, you're a rock star. I hope you're blushing.
11: do
3: you have your video on lisa is he blushing
1: but um (laughs) for those of you listening who uh, would who do not have a copy of the program uh just so that you are aware if you go to ccbnet.org there is a link in the more about ccb uh, for our 2021 virtual convention if you click on that link at the top of the page you'll come to uh, there's download links in, in all different formats. Uh, you can get it in large print, standard print. You can get PDF versions, Word versions, and an audio version, uh, both a complete or you can download um, individual um, audio segments for each item within the program. So you've got lots of choices.
0: And Deb, do you feel like you got it
5: now? Yes, I just about do. I've been uh, locked up. So um, I'm, I'm very, very close here. And uh, yes, I'm really crap. Let's see. We're on the, we're on the cell phone, on the phone. Right. All right. I think we're, I think we're ready to, um, to uh, roll with the phone people. Let me go over here and um, make sure of that. Hang on just one sec.
3: Live radio at its best, right?
6: (laughs) (laughs) When you think. Hi, my name is Michelle, and I work with California Phones, also known as the California Telephone Access Program. California Phones is a state-mandated program that provides free, specialized phones and equipment for anyone who lives in the state of California, has telephone service, whether it be landline or cell phone, and has difficulty with hearing, seeing, speaking, moving, learning, and or remembering. It's very simple to qualify for our program. All you have to do is fill out your application, have your certifying agent, like your doctor, or a speech pathologist, audiologist, or optometrist fill out your application and turn it into one of our service centers. Or you can always feel free to mail it into our contact center. If you'd like to learn more information about California phones, please feel free to call 1-800-806-1191, or you can always feel free to visit our website at californiaphones.org. California Phones is so proud to partner with the California Council of the Blind at their 2021 virtual convention. Thank you for having us, and I hope you enjoy the virtual convention.
1: Okay, and I want to thank CTAP, the California Telephone Access Program, for being exhibitors at our 2021 Virtual conference and convention. Okay, next up is our presentation for On the Move.
9: I'm Judy Wilkinson, immediate past president of the California Council of the Blind. And I am thrilled to be the manager of the partnership between the California Council of the Blind and On the Move. And with me today is my colleague, Steve Bauer.
12: Hi, Steve. Hi, Judy. And we're here with Patrick Netter. Patrick has invented this amazing device called the MiniTread. And he's going to tell you about it, and we'll tell you how the partnership with CCB and On the move, the company that makes the mini-tread is going to do wonderful things for fitness, for blind folks, and in our community. Steve,
13: it's great to be here with uh, you and Judy. I'm honored that you guys were really the first to recognize the value of what this little machine can do for all of us. And it's really a function of something as simple as moving Right, we 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 all know that we're designed to move, and walking is the most natural movement. So this device not not only is is good, of course,
14: uh, for non sighted people, but for anyone, for any human who
13: needs to move while you're seated, while you're comfortable, while you're safely
12: seated. Makes sense? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. We
9: like to tell people that this device. The size of an airplane seat, 23 pounds, and it's, what, 23 inches long. I've got it in front of my chair, which usually is at my desk, but right now I've got it in front of my chair, and I'm going to turn it on, see if I can actually get myself moving here, as we say. I know that it's really a valuable piece of equipment, and I'm just so excited to be here to, to show it to everybody I use it all the time. I have done so much binge watching uh, of Netflix while this thing is in front of my chair in the living room. Now, I don't put it under my desk because my dog Kirsten likes to be under my desk but I use it all the time, listening to music. In fact, I often do my knitting while I'm uh, working with this device, and I've got my knitting right here in my hand. So I often have my feet going on the treadmill, and and I've got my thing going,
12: and it's great.
9: Steve, tell more about what we do with this device.
12: You know, uh, I had a stationary bike and one of the problems every, every time i wanted to use it i had to take all the clothes that were off of it uh and it was in one place so i had to you know exercise and be in that one spot with the mini tread you know like i was saying before uh and like you were saying it's so easy to pick it up i just uh pick it up and carry it wherever i want to and uh that can be in front of my desk while i'm on zoom it can be where I'm uh, uh, watching TV in my living room, it just goes wherever I want to be at that particular moment. And the great partnership with CCB is happening that uh, we are making these available to our members and friends. And we think it's just an amazing uh, way to exercise for folks who may have difficulty getting out to gyms, may have difficulty using the equipment when you get to a gym, and it's just, it's been a godsend for a lot of us.
9: You know, it's got two e- handholds on the side. You can just lift it up, you know, and carry it from one place. I'm standing up and I'm, you know, don't have a lot of upper body strength, but I can just carry it around with me wherever I want to go.
12: And um, okay. that's what tell me? us about what the doctors have said about, uh, you know, using this device, is it really as good as getting other types of exercise? You're asking probably the number one question, Steve, and that
13: is, wow, this seems so, you know, easy, so convenient, all that stuff. It, it, it's probably too good to be true, right? And that's what we all thought. And even though all of the studies aren't completed yet, the preliminary studies are showing that from the position, you're still getting about 90, One percent of the same exercise value. So we're talking about you're burning about the same amount of calories on the mini tread as you would walking at the same speed up, right? As as walking around outside. And, And we're talking a similar benefit of added circulation, of increase of heart rate, of increase of blood throughout the entire body. So even though we feel safer walking from a seated position, we're getting virtually the same benefit. It's amazing. And
12: I can sit here and be in a Zoom meeting and not even thinking about exercising until, wait a minute, I'm starting to sweat. I guess I am working out pretty good. So get information about uh, this product on our website and go to ccbnet.org, there's a uh, the studies patrick was referring to there's testimonials from users you can read the manual we have it up there in audio form that uh, patrick and i recorded and just lots of great information about this product you know
13: steve um if i can just describe a little bit uh physically of, of what uh, the mini tread uh kind of looks like it's about the size of two normal shoeboxes. it weighs about 23 pounds so i know you and judy can move it around easily enough, and it's only 20 inches by 20 inches, again, about the size of two shoeboxes. So it's pretty much, you can put it out of the way, you know, as opposed to like a large treadmill or a large elliptical or a large stationary bike, which are all good pieces of equipment. This, for, for some of us, is a, is a bit more convenient, wouldn't you say? A lot more
12: convenient, definitely.
9: You can also telephone us. And you'll reach me when you do that. Um, I'll return your call as soon as I can at 510 629 1276. That's 510 629 1276.
12: And if you want to get more information, you can email on the move, and that's spelled O N T H E M U V. We spell it that way because movement unleashes vitality. So on the move at ccbnet.org, shoot us an email and we'll get in touch and get you all the information you need.
1: Okay, excellent. excellent video. Okay, now I'm going to introduce uh, this is the time when we're going to have a live q and a for on the move. So I'd like to introduce Patrick Netter. Nice to meet you. Hi there, Patrick, and Judy Wilkinson. Hey. And Steve Bauer.
15: Hello, hello.
1: Okay, you may continue.
9: Phil, how much time do we have for Q&A?
1: Approximately 10 minutes. Oh, let's get some Q&A in there. Okay, does anybody Um, have any questions? uh,
9: Alert us. Alert us when there are raised hands. You know, I said last night, you, many of you heard the history presentation, that I was much more interested in the fundraising side of uh, our organization now. And I was in my younger days, I was more interested in the advocacy. But to me, this is such a win win situation. It makes money for the council so that we can keep doing our good work and it provides health benefits, something I've always dreamed about for our members. And remember, it's not just for our CCB family, it's for the entire world. If you know sighted folks that want this, we, they can order this. This, we will be uh, sending out uh, an email to all the ACB lists today, announcing our big announcement, which Steve will get to. And we will, um, we're ready to have you order this device. In fact, we've already finished our first active quarter and uh, looks like we're actually going to have some money in the CCB coffers. We can't thank On The Move enough for the wonderful sharing deal. I hear that we have a question. Did I hear somebody? Hi, Judy. Hey, Peter.
12: Yeah,
11: it's really a great device. I purchased one about th- three weeks ago or so. Really getting a lot of use out of it. Um, are you able to provide some updated pricing information or is that, or should we wait till later to hear about that?
9: You, we are going to have a deal. There is okay. going to be some updated prices, and it was so nice of you to – you may not be able to take advantage of it, Peter, but other people can. And you know what? There's nothing more valuable than testimonials just like yours. Uh, We—that That is what we live for, is to hear our members. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with it, or how many minutes are you up to, Peter?
11: I'm up to – I'll try to do it at least once um, – a couple times a day for like 10 minutes at a time i need to really do more of it but it's a a
9: great start you're doing
11: doing
15: pretty good if you're doing 10 minutes a day my friend i started at a couple minutes a day and had to work up to it myself but uh, yeah that's great
1: judy i was very impressed during the video when you turned it on we honestly did not hear it at all that was amazing for a treadmill it's yeah, very
15: it's, quiet. It's, it's it's very very, very quiet. quiet, and that's why I say you know, Phil, I can I can be doing Zoom calls here, and nobody's the wiser because you know, it just it doesn't make any noise. So, uh, it's it's great.
9: In fact, if I'd thought of it, I'm sitting in the wrong chair, uh, but I could be doing this now. In fact, Patrick has done a number of TV interviews where they show his feet at the very end, and all the time he's been working on the mini tread. So. Uh, Let me just remind you again, the mini tread is motorized and it can go from 0.3 miles an hour up to three miles. And the sit mill is totally self-powered. You can move your feet forward or backward or you could (laughs) move them sideways. Uh, But in other words, you literally could turn the machine sideways and, and move your feet left and right. Um, So it's totally within your power what you do with that one. So there are two versions of this device.
15: So, Patrick, do you want to talk just for a minute about, uh, I know there's been some preliminary studies done because a lot of folks that I talk to are saying, hey, you know, um, how good is this thing? I mean, is is it really as good as going to the gym or getting on a real treadmill, quote unquote? Uh, Tell us about what some of the doctors have found.
13: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and the the answer is, was surprising as we talked about on the video, and that is because uh, it seems so easy to do, uh, that you would think that, how valuable could this actually be? And what we find, and Peter, I, I'd, I'd be curious to hear you, uh, your uh, uh, feedback, mm-hmm. virtually everybody who gets on there within 30 seconds or so, Says, wow, that's more exercise than I thought. And so when we when we started uh, getting feedback from the various uh, physicians that that uh, are studying this, um, it appears that it's virtually the same. It's ninety percent plus the same value in terms of how many calories you burn, right? Caloric expenditure, or increase of heart rate, or but here's something that that we're actually finding out that will uh, that's perhaps explaining why it feels like we're we're doing more work. And that is from a seated position, you don't have the ability of momentum of walking uh, straight ahead. So it's actually more exercise for your bigger muscle groups, your quadriceps, your hamstring and your core from a seated position and walking. So uh, to answer your question, it, it's again we we these are not peer reviewed studies yet. But, uh, that is what is being uh, there's three studies now, uh, including one from the uh, Veterans Administration. They're looking at it from both a rehab point of view and and a term I wasn't familiar with prehab, and prehab just means uh, the condition you are before major surgery. Right. So it's it, I think we, we'd all agree that. Uh, to the degree you're healthy or feeble before major surgery, the outcome will have a major effect. So the VA uh, has gotten, uh, I, I just, this is anecdotal. So this, uh, but I spoke to the head physician and he was telling me how the surgeons are now saying, we want this uh, to test this for prehab because the, the first person who they put on uh, made such a a change from before the surgery to uh, from where he originally was until right before the surgery that the physician that the surgeon said I want everybody now to, to start doing with uh, with prehab and I, and I again this is one person this is not this is not scientific it's just anecdotal but when I asked uh, Dr. Castle what uh, you know how many months or how many weeks did this gentleman have before the surgery he said, one. I said, one what? He said, one week. I said, you mean that there was that amount of change in one week? Again, it's not scientific. It's one person. But I, I think we all have a chance to just move more every day in a, in a way that's we enough.
15: We have whatever.
5: lots of questions. If I hate to interrupt you, but you've got a lot of people who want to ask you something. Oh, yeah. Phone Thank a- you. Please, you sh- yeah, phone ending in eight
14: two two. Yes, thank you. Um, my name is Eve Maitland and I'm I'm alternate delegate for ACB Capital Chapter. I just found out that I have osteoarthritis in my left knee, so I'm wanting to know which one of these would be appropriate for me because I want to keep exercising. I don't I don't want to atrophy. So I'm curious as to
13: yeah, uh, It's interesting, Um, uh, osteoarthritis is one of the studies we're looking at uh, that that will be starting uh, any day now. Um, The answer is, uh, I think they would both be of uh, value to you. It's a question of, I find that the motorized unit, if I'm working and concentrating on something else, I find that it becomes an automatic movement. I don't think about it. With the manual, the sit mill, um, it's not as easy to, to concentrate and work. It's great, like for example, I'm on it right now as we're talking, uh, it's, it's easy enough. But if I'm concentrating on something else, it's the reason that I find that some of these other gizmos, like um, I, I've seen some small uh, peddlers or small elliptical machines. Yes, you're moving some, but the problem is it's not motorized. So if you're, so the the bottom line is, if you're going to be using this while you're working on the computer for quite some time, for sure the motorized. Um, if not, either one will work. That's
9: also great because, okay. frankly, you're not standing. Uh, you're not putting yeah. pressure on your knee Correct. because you're you're sitting. So you're not putting any pressure on your knee. So
16: exactly. let's- Right. So for arthritis,
13: without the impact trauma and the uh, and and the stress, it'll feel probably a lot better for you. Right.
15: So we we have more questions.
17: Yes. This is Lorene. I had a question. Um, my question was basically, do you have a payment plan? Because I'd like it for my sighted mother who has a heart condition and
9: can't really get around with the mobile. there's a PayPal. There is a PayPal payment plan when you place your order for the mini tread, not nice. for the sit mill, but for the mini tread. There's a four or six month payment plan. Okay, great, thank you.
5: Uh, let's see. You know, trouble here with Zoom all over the place. I love it. Uh, how about Suzanne? It looks like might be. Yeah, Suzanne.
1: We're not hearing from Suzanne. Ah, The Zoom gods. Go ahead and go to another number. Yeah, sure. Almost out of time.
5: Uh, Margie.
18: Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful presentation. I want to promote this piece of equipment. I want to state a few pieces of information. A stand-up treadmill is the most dangerous piece of exercise equipment you can use. It's the only piece of exercise equipment that has an emergency set off that you attach to yourself. I would highly promote this over a stand up treadmill. Also, I've heard um, discussions about it's not fully accessible. Um, one of the things I want to say is the most important thing you need to know when you're working out is your heart rate. It's 220 minus your age is your maximum heart rate. You can get that on a standalone. iPhone, I will say because that's what I have. iPhone accessible heart monitor that goes around your upper torso, torso, just under your breast line, and it's audible. And it, um, I can't say anything about the Android because I do not use that. And the final thing I want to say is, I understand we are the sole marketers for the blindness community. I hope we get into ACB and get it nationally because I'm seeing it sold on Amazon. And if people that are blind don't know we're doing this, they're going to get it off Amazon. Thank you. (laughs)
15: <laughs> no, we're definitely getting the word out. In fact, that's one thing we want to mention. Uh, Shall we mention that Judy here? Uh, our, yeah, uh, we're going to be yeah. on main menu uh, next Wednesday, uh, a week from yeah, the next Wednesday, six o'clock Pacific time. We will be on main menu, Patrick and Judy and I, for an hour talking with the main menu team, and uh, we're definitely going to. You know, we're planning on exhibiting at conventions around the country, so we're going to. We're getting the word out. Definitely, this is not just a California thing anymore.
19: Christy, okay.
1: can we take one more question?
19: Hi, this is Christy Crespin. I have the manual, and I'm considering getting the uh, motorized. However, I just am replacing the microwave. Huh? Bummer. Anyway, um, I'm glad you guys talked about the, your minutes because I was so surprised that when I started walking on the on the manual, I'm like oh, my God, I'm really out of shape because I could only do like two, three, four, five minutes at a oh, time.
15: Thank you for saying that, Christy, because I had oh, exactly the man. same situation when I first brought it in here. It's like, oh, I'll do, what do these people all do a half an hour, you know?
9: Hey, Christy, you're retiring. Go ahead and buy one.
19: Oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
1: Okay, I want to thank <laughs> Thank you so so much, Christy. (laughs) All right. I want to thank our presenters uh, for sharing this.
15: Wait a minute. We
9: have to get in our final announcement here, Phil. You
15: absolutely may. Go ahead, yeah. Steve. Okay, so we we are offering, uh, and, and somebody asked about the price before. The price for the mini tread is four forty nine, and um, we are offering a special deal for convention uh, a convention special twenty dollars off on the mini tread. And uh, what, what is the code, Patrick? Uh,
13: you know what? <laughs> That's beyond my pay. Scale. Code is A
9: C B two
15: zero two one. C C B? Is, Did I? Yeah, you, you said yes. ACB, so so it's, Wait. oh, is it ACB or CCB? CCB. Thank you. CCB.
9: CC, no, CCB 2021.
15: Yeah, CCB 2021. So if you go on the website and uh, you're going to, you know. And for the sit mill, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's $10 off the sit mill as well. Go ahead, Judy. And the sit
9: mill code is CCBFIT. And. Again, I'm going to repeat our phone. Steve, if you want to repeat our phone, mail, and email, because we'll order, we'll help you order. Yeah, if you have any trouble with the website, please give us a call. Um.
15: and, and if you want to email us for more information, you can uh, email on the move, that's O N T H E M U V, for movement unleashes vitality, as we said on the video. So on the move at ccvnet.org, and we can help you uh, place the order if you're having difficulty with that.
9: And the deal ends on May 2nd.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you so much for this presentation great to be with you phil we'd like to Uh, thank
9: ccb for giving us so much time during this presentation
15: right everybody enjoy the convention
1: all right okay our next uh, presentation is going to be a bronze level sponsor guide dogs for the blind
20: Hello and welcome to Guide Dogs for the Blind. My name is Jay Cook, Community Outreach Specialist. Guide Dogs for the Blind provides all of our services free of charge. We serve clients in all the 50 states and Canada and provide training from our two locations, our headquarters in San Rafael, California, 20 miles north of San Francisco, and our campus in Boring, Oregon, 20 miles east of Portland, Oregon. Guide Dogs for the Blind breeds our own stock of Labrador Retrievers, Golden Retrievers, and a Labrador Golden Retriever crossbreed. We serve uh, clients in a two-week training program as well as in-home training. To learn more about Guide Dogs for the Blind, visit our website, guidedogs.com. People often ask us about our admissions criteria. To apply to Guide Dogs for the Blind, a person needs to be legally blind. Have completed orientation and mobility training and have a minimum of three regularly traveled destination routes. The application process consists of one application, two interviews, and three professional reference forms. Guide Dogs for the Blind provides two types of training options: an in-class residential-style training program, which lasts two weeks, and an in-home training program, which lasts between 10 and 14 days. Depending on your unique situation, we can customize the training that best fits your needs. Guide Dogs for the Blind is known for providing a suite of follow-up services, which include our Telephonic Support Center, Field Service Manager Support, and our World-Class Alumni Association. We also provide veterinary financial assistance to those individuals who may require additional assistance with vet care. Determining whether you're ready for a guide dog can be a big decision. At Guide Dogs for the Blind, we're here to help you do that, and I'm going to provide you with some tips. I encourage you to reach out to a variety of schools and learn about their options. Speak to people like members of the California Council of the Blind about their experiences with guide dogs. Also, feel free to attend workshops and other public-facing activities sponsored by Guide Dog Schools to learn more about whether the guide dog lifestyle may be for you. The simple difference between white cane and guide dog mobility is this. A white cane is an object locator. A guide dog is an object avoider. At Guide Dogs for the Blind, we believe both the white cane and the guide dog are equally valid tools. Both are accomplishing the same goal from two different perspectives to achieve safe and independent travel for people who are blind or visually impaired. Some of the things that set Guide Dogs for the Blind apart are our two-week training programs, our connection with our puppy raising and volunteer community, our suite of follow-up services, and our highly customizable training options. Connect with us by visiting our website, guidedogs.com, or calling us at 800-295-4050. Guide Dogs for the Blind is proud to partner with the California Council of the Blind, and we hope you'll join their convention this year.
1: Okay, thank you to Guide Dogs for the Blind for being a bronze-level sponsor of our 2021 virtual conference and convention. Our next exhibitor is Victoria Land Beauty.
21: Discover a world with no beauty barriers in sight. Victoria Land Beauty is a new and authentic way to experience beauty. Our mission is to empower those who are blind or visually impaired to experience beauty by giving them the independence, accessibility, and emotional joy to look and feel beautiful. At Victoria Land, we believe that you don't have to be visual to be visible, and the ability to look and feel beautiful is a universal right. We believe that beauty should be barrier-free for all, and when you design for disability first, we create solutions that are not only inclusive, but better for everyone. We believe that pleasure is a priority for all people and beauty is about sensuality, tactility, fun, and indulgence. And we also believe that beauty goes hand in hand with self-care and emotional wellness. These core beliefs guide how we formulate, package, and market our products. Each Victoria Land product provides easy product identification through touch. We have created the Cyrus system of raised universal symbols A proprietary tactile recognition system comprised of a universal set of raised symbols placed on each product to facilitate product identification and usage. We also have accessible product information. Every Victoria Land Carton features an embossed QR code that users can scan using a screen reader app on their smartphones. It provides auditory product description and usage instructions. And lastly, enjoying the product. A product's major point of differentiation is the sensorial effect it offers. We don't always think about this because it happens so subconsciously. Its aroma, texture, immediate feel on your skin, and the after feel or slight residue all provide important sensory cues that reveal so much about the product and its benefits that can be experienced and enjoyed by all. Our partnership with the California Council of the Blind Virtual Convention gives us an opportunity to support, educate, and reach consumers who face the challenges of navigating in a society of beauty products packaged for the sighted world. Victoria Land isn't just changing the way the world sees beauty, we are changing who it's for. For more information, please visit victorialandbeauty.com and make sure to follow us on social at Victoria Land Beauty.
0: And we definitely want to thank Victoria Land Beauty for being an exhibitor of the 2021 CCB Virtual Conference and Convention. And Victoria Watts, who you just heard there, the founder, has made a donation um, to our CCB members. And um, what it is, is it is her lip and eye treatment. It is a moisturizer that is specialized uh, for that sensitive skin around your lips and your eyes. Um, We have a limited amount in our CCB office, and if you're interested in trying out her products and seeing the tactile marker that she does have on the tube, I believe it's a triangle for this one, if I remember right. Um, I don't know, you won't know until you order one. Um, Please contact Nicole um, at the CCB office. You can contact her either by sending her an email or calling her. And she can send that to you. If you do receive the product, please, if you if you love it, you know, or you have some suggestions, um, you can email those to me at crazyblindlady@gmail.com, and I can shoot that over to Victoria. But all of her products are organic and they are um, dermatologist tested and approved. So thank you again to Victoria. All right, back to you, Phil. Hey,
1: thank you, Sarah and I am now going to hand off uh, to Gabe Griffith uh, to speak to us about elections.
3: Thank you, Phil, and you're doing a wonderful job emceeing all this today. All right, everybody, we have finally reached that day. Today is our elections, or our, I guess, if I wanna use proper English grammar. Uh, We'll have elections this evening, It will commence around 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And so everybody who is a member and has registered for the convention should have received an email or a phone call with the phone number you will call uh, to vote, call or text when it comes time for voting. And uh, if you have not, or if you don't have it, if something's happened to it, don't worry. When election time comes, we will announce a phone number that you can call and give your name and you will get the phone number to register because we have several lines that folks have been split up to to register. So again, tune back in around, uh, I'd encourage you to listen to everything, but make sure that you're tuned in by about 7.15 Pacific time and we'll have our elections tonight. It'll be fun and exciting.
0: So just to tack tag on to you, Game, we want to thank our Delta Gamma volunteers for being the ones who will be tabulating our votes for tonight. So thank you, Delta sure, Gamma.
22: Sure.
0: All right. Now, Phil, now it's all yours. And and you know, I, I think it could be time for you to summon, you know, our treasurer
1: again. I was really, I was thinking the same thing. It's like we've got one more presentation. Mine's and, and then I have that. some I announcements, but So, Lisa, how about another door prize?
7: Sure, Phil, I can do that for you. So, our next door prize is a $25 Amazon gift card donated by GSGDHI. And let's cue the wheel. And our winner is Lisa Cushman.
1: All right, congratulations, Lisa Lisa. Cushman. All right, now let's get back to another exhibitor presentation. This time we're going to hear from the San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind.
10: Welcome to Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco, serving the greater Bay Area and beyond. My name is Sherry Albers, and I would like to talk to you about our programs and services that promote the independence, equality, and self-reliance For those who are blind and have low vision, you can find information about our programs and our calendar of events by exploring our website at lighthouse-sf.org or you can call us at 415-431-1481 or email info at lighthouse Dash sforg Becoming a student at Lighthouse can get you involved in the following programs. Access technology training will help you make your phones, computers, and other devices easier and more comfortable to use. Braille classes will not only offer you an essential tool for literacy, but also a um, way of getting more organized by labeling objects, and making shopping lists. O&M training can help you stay active and independent. Independent living skills specialists can offer you an alternative technique and tools to continue your routines at home, work, and school. Our community services programs offer cultural events, weekly networking classes, and recreational outings for people of all ages for you to have fun and connect. Our deaf-blind students can learn Braille and receive accessible technology equipment to stay in communication. Lighthouse is thrilled to announce that we are accepting applications for our Summer Enchanted Hills in-person sessions. And this includes our YES Academy, leadership training, and our teen camp programs. After all, EHC is the place to be. Last but not least, our adaptation store is California's premier one-stop shop for low vision and blindness specific products. We not only have traditional offerings, such as canes and magnification products, talking clocks and kitchen gadgets, games and medical devices, but we also have lighthouse-specific products, such as those that come from our Mad Lab department. These include braille, large print um, greeting cards for all occasions, Our T-map, tactile street maps, and our newest product, which is our tactile intersection diagrams. And these last two products feature Braille, large print, and tactile images. You can um, shop um, Adaptations 24 hours at adaptations.org. You can call us um, 9 to 5 Pacific time at 888 400-8933, or you can catch us at 8 a.m. to noon Pacific through the Be My Eyes app. Come find us at lighthouse-sf.org or call 415-431-1481 or email info at lighthouse-sf.org. And we cannot wait to meet you at the house. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you Lighthouse for the Blind for being exhibitors, being an exhibitor at our 2021 virtual conference and convention. I hope you've been been enjoying these presentations. Um, We're going to have two more sessions that I'd like to highlight for you. Uh, still coming up where you'll hear from more of our exhibitors and from our sponsors. The next presentation is gonna be this evening at 4.30 p.m. And at that session, we're gonna hear, we're gonna begin with a live Q&A with our silver level sponsor, HumanWare.
12: HumanWare is proud to support the California Council of the Blinds 2021 conference. For more information, we encourage everyone to visit us by downloading our HW Buddy application available on iOS and Android. And you can visit us online at www.humanware.com. To reach us by phone, dial 1 800 722 3393. We hope everybody has a fantastic conference.
1: Okay, and in addition to that, at the 4.30 session, we're going to also have a live Q&A with another Silver Level sponsor uh, and CCB partner, Energy Upgrade California.
7: this is Yesenia Vargas with Energy Upgrade California. We're happy to be a partner of the California Council of the Blind's annual conference for 2021. And you can learn more about us at energyupgradeca.org.
1: Okay, and we're going to have a third uh, sponsor and exhibitor session on Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And at that session, we're gonna have a live Q&A with Silver Level sponsor, Vanda Pharmaceutical 924.
6: Hello, California Council of the Blind. My name is Shawna Jatho. I'm a clinical nurse educator with Vanda. What my role is, is to increase awareness on a very rare condition that affects mainly individuals who are totally blind, but also those who are visually impaired with limited light perception. And that condition is called non-24. The three main symptoms are difficulty falling asleep at night, difficulty maintaining a full night's sleep, and or difficulty staying awake during the day. If you'd like to learn more, please reach out to me personally 202-538-0396, 202-538-0396, and also if you'd like to have me a part of your local chapter to have a presentation on non 24. Thank you, enjoy the convention.
1: And continuing on with the Saturday 11:30 Uh, presentations. We're going to also have a live Q&A with Silver Level Sponsor, Democracy Live.
12: Hello, my name is Brian Finney. I'm president of Democracy Live. I want to thank the California Council of the Blind to allow us to help support the Council of the Blind virtual convention in 2021 democracy live is the leading provider of accessible at home voting technologies and accessible online technologies throughout the state of california and serving 25 other states throughout the country if you want to get a hold of democracy live feel free to reach out to us at democracylive.com or info at democracylive.com we look forward to sponsoring your convention and we hope you enjoy the 21 convention
1: Okay, hey, and we are also at the Saturday 11.30 session, going to have a live Q&A with our gold level sponsor, Cruise LLS.
20: Hi, I'm Kenny Montilla from Cruise, and we're proud to partner with California Council of the Blind for the 2021 virtual convention. To learn more about Cruise, visit us at www.getcruise.com or contact us directly at community@getcruise.com. We hope you have a great time at the convention.
1: OK, well, I didn't think I was talking fast, but uh, we are actually way ahead of schedule. Um, Our next presentation is going to be at approximately 12.30, um, and it will be... Well, uh, no,
0: we're okay, okay,
1: Phil. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, I want to thank everybody for staying with me and listening to these presentations. Uh, Next up is going to be our ACB... Uh, a pre, a, called ACB, What's in it for me? Uh, this will be a presentation by Guillermo Robles, membership committee, um, and membership committee chair, and Sarah Harris, CCB first vice president.
0: And I just want to see real quick if get Guillermo, if you're already available or if we want to you know, pause here for a couple announcements, but I'm sure we can fill this time. I'm here. You're here. All right. So you know what? I I'm okay with us getting started a little bit early. Are you okay? Why I think not? This is going to be fun. <laughs> I think this is going to be super fun. Yeah. So, and it's, it's um, CCB.
11: What's in it for me?
0: Yeah. So we we ask ourselves these questions, and you know we keep talking about this at lots and lots of meetings. Like we need the why. So Guillermo and I thought, <laughs> we, why don't we ask why? And so Guillermo is going to pose a few different questions here, and we want um, our audience to participate.
11: So often, I have sighted people come to me and ask, "I really have heard you talk about CCB, and I want to help, but what's in it for me if I do?" So. The question is, what's in it for you? Why are you in CCB? What gets you motivated to be a member of CCB? So that's the first question we have. And also, if you could describe, if you could basically give one word as to what CCB has meant to you, we want to hear what that, what that is as well.
0: So, Greg,
11: do we have any hands? Uh, we don't have
5: Greg now. We have me for a while. Ah, oh,
14: hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey.
5: And I'm also, uh, my other PC is a little locked up. So at some point when we take a little break, I'm going to shift things around a little, just so you know. Um, we do have some hands, though. Uh, hold on while I get to them. I had to change my location. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, It looks like a phone number ending in uh, 704.
11: Phone number ending in 704. Mm -hmm. Star six.
5: Yeah, that's definitely the right. Uh, I'm going to ask for one, going to ask for uh, Regina Marie as well.
11: Star six for the number ending I've, in seven. We've got Regina Marie. Oh, hey, Regina.
23: I, I've got it. Yes. yes. Okay, good. I, um let's see. Well, I believe well, I was really blessed with a family that advocated for me when I was a little girl. And my parents were great advocates. So I was super blessed to grow up and to be taught advocacy from the time I couldn't even say the word. So I feel that my involvement with CCB and ACB is a way to give back the blessings and that that I was so fortunate to have my parents were really forward thinking and they said she whatever she sets her mind to it's just maybe a different way than a sighted person and she also my mom also told me something you're no better than anyone else but you're also no less than anyone else a very empowering statement from a little girl so, the one word I think I would use is "community" that describes c c B to me."
11: Awesome. Uh-huh.
5: Uh, Christy?
19: This is Christy Crespin, and I have a story my godmother and my mother um, advocated with me and for me. I actually have several stories of, of advocacy growing up, but my my godmother and my mother fought for me to go to a school near my house instead of traveling over 45 minutes to an hour and a half every day up and back on the bus. So I went to my high school near my house when I didn't really need the resource program when I was a senior. I only needed it like once a week. And uh, so my family helped me advocate to use it at my own discretion. And so when I came to the CCB, it was a natural progression of continuing my advocacy. I can't choose one word. I'm going to have to say family, because I love all of you guys. Um, Advocacy, because that's what we do. And education, because that's also what we do. Thank you.
11: Those are really good words.
19: Okay,
5: I don't have any hands right now. Oh, but I do. (laughs) sometimes (laughs) when I do that that gets me a a hand so um, uh, phone number um, there you go
24: hello everyone this is Pam Paul G uh, president of San Gabriel Valley Chapter and um, you know St. Francis of Assisi uh, in his wise words and wisdom said um, to everyone uh, go forth and preach the gospel, and and walk the gospel, and when necessary, use words. And I've kind of used that as my mantra in educating the public about our blindness and our capabilities and our desire to be independent and to be part of the. Cited community is certainly we need to speak with people, but also we need to be an example in how we get around, how we uh, interact with people, the groups that we join, the the uh, the uh, advocacy that we can speak to the cited community that we've done, and um, the purpose of our ACB and CCB when we're especially when we're raising funds, and. Um, I was, uh, uh, learned about advocacy when we, my twin sister and I lived in the school district that, uh, yeah, we went to grade school. And because we lived in the district, the, uh, person at the schools wanted my mom to walk us to school. And, you know, my twin sister and I both being blind, my mom said, well, that would be fine and good, but if I'm ill, how am I going to walk them to school? So my mom advocated, even by going as far up the ladder to Sacramento, and we live down here in Southern California, she advocated to get the regular school bus to deviate from the route to come and pick us up every day so that we would be independent, be able to go to school, whether she was available to us or not. Thank you so very much.
11: Great. Any other questions? Uh, not right um, this moment. Sarah?
0: say, how about anybody on our panel? Anybody on our panel? Oh, I do have
5: one, one hand now, if you'd like to do oh. that.
0: Yeah, let's do that oh. hand, and then we'll All right. write our panel. Sure,
5: that's Laureen. Hello, um,
17: I'm Laureen, and I didn't get diagnosed with uh, vision, um, visually impaired problems till I was 32, and now I'm 56. And so um, I basically had to be an advocate for myself uh, from an early age because nobody knew even myself that I was visually impaired because I had, you know, really good language skills but struggled in most vision-oriented things, especially math. And um, basically I I learned to just be stubborn, you know. Sometimes I was considered a problem or whatever, but I wouldn't give up. And, And I... Would always take risks, you know, and try different things and see what they worked and kind of adapt, make things work before I I got services, but a lot, doing a lot better with services. So it's just like trying new things and and seeking things out and be willing to make mistakes and keep going.
11: So what's one thing that keeps you going in your journey Uh with CCB?
17: Um. Well, just the uh, inspiration from um, others, you know, and learning do- new techniques and, and ways to people live in the world, you know, all different abilities and all different talents and, you know, just uh, the support and the uh, the friendships that I've built. Great. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that
5: support
14: that and really
11: friendship. Nice.
5: I do you have another hand? Would you like that now, or sure? That's a Penny.
11: Go ahead, Penny.
25: Okay, CCB is like opening up my eyes. That's what they've done for me. I grew. Up, I've grown up um, visually impaired, legally blind all my life. Around everybody that was sighted, I didn't know what I could do, and. As much as I could do. Until I really got involved with CCB. I uh, now advocate. I've started a scholarship with our chapter. We mentor with uh, ILC for OIB people. I have just learned so much. And I consider CCB my family. My family, my community. It has made me Just open up all over. I'm a whole different person than I was, say, 10, 20 years ago. Okay.
11: Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other hands?
5: Oh, let's see. Um,
11: uh, No. What about from the panelist side?
0: Well, I know Regina said um, the word that I, I thought of as uh, community earlier, but I'm going to repeat it here because we definitely are a, a community. And then Christy said family, which is, is definitely you know a big piece of it as well.
17: Um, Especially
11: in these times that we're in, it's just people have shown a real sense of community and family. Um, so I think if there was a real time to show that it, it's been this year.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, you know, and for, for me, um, you know, CCB means so many different things. If it wasn't for CCB, you know, I'd still be, I I really believe I'd still be what I call the domestic goddess. You know, I wasn't a a homemaker, um, a domestic goddess, Um, but CCB really gave me, Back my my confidence and sense of self worth to um, get back out there and you know volunteer get a job you know do all those great things and you know and that's what you know continues to make me give back personally. What about you, Guillermo?
11: Yeah, I would have to say that the the amount of resources that each one of us brings to the table uh, and the fact that. We we don't have to reach far in order to get the help that we need or the support that we need, um, even if it's something as uh, that may seem so trivial. Um, we have so many areas of of talent and ability within this group that it's it's. I feel like some of it could be um, used a lot more, and I just. Um, the willingness of our membership just to step up and lend a hand is, is amazing. And it really speaks to the community um, piece that, you know, has been talked about here. And that's what drives me and motivates me to stay involved and be involved. This is Gabe.
3: Can I jump in here? Sure. All right. Sorry. I was not, not a spot where I could hit the unmute button when you were calling if any of the panelists wanted to talk um, for me it's CCB has given me kind of a sense of purpose I guess uh, you know I grew up never knowing what I wanted to do but knowing that I wanted to do something working with people and just the the friendships that I've developed during my time in CCB are amazing and um I, I don't think I could think of two better words than community and family to describe CCB that, uh, like what you were saying, Guillermo, anytime that I have a, a question or an issue, or even if somebody comes to me with, with some kind of question, um, if I don't know the answer just having all the resources in this organization to be able to say, you know what, I don't know this, but I bet I know somebody that does, and uh, kind of a, a funny story real quick here is a couple of weeks ago, my stepmother called me uh, uh, from my dad's cell phone, because she's going, "My blankly blank phone keeps talking on this voice that you use, and how did it get turned on?" And I didn't know the command on the when she have like an 11 or whatever iPhone, and so I called Guillermo, like, Guillermo." What phone do you have? And what's the command on that to turn voiceover off when you don't have the uh, home button? <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was able to, to tell me like call her back, and she was like, "Oh, thank God." So, you know, just even things like that that
0: uh,
3: you know maybe even our family members come up with that we don't know. So, um, it's just it's just a beautiful thing.
11: yeah it it's it's just like I said there's nothing too small that that's you know um, that we can't help with, and it, it's just that willingness that people have that's that's always so amazing.
5: You don't have any hands right now.
11: Come on, both, don't be, people. <laughs> They're yeah,
0: yeah,
14: don't don't having shy. lunch. They're taking
0: lunch. <laughs> don't be shy. Put down your <laughs> burger. <laughs> it's
3: like Chris Gray said last night, come on, guys. We've never known CCB members to be shy. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't be shy. We really want to know. We, we want to hear from all of you. Larry. You
16: know. Oh, there except, we go. Except me, not him. So you see what all of you folks are doing? You're allowing me to talk. That is a bad people, thing okay, do okay, do. Come on, button. people, step up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, it's interesting. In my life of 66 years, I've been a barber shopper and still am, have been for 48 years. I'm very much involved in my church. And, and I always thought it was kind of cool if I would be involved in one incredible super organization. My barber shopping life actually had that happen, and I thought, I'm around some incredibly special people. Most people never, ever experienced that. Then I got to my church uh, and found out how incredibly special they are and welcoming. And then I got to CCB, late, late, late in life. Well, later in life than most of you. Not all of you, but most of you. And I've experienced it again. So that's three times for me. As I said, people sometimes never experience this that it's a very inclusive organization it's people who look out for each other it's people if you have a problem or can't figure out something you know you can call somebody and get an answer to your question and that's what's in it for me when i think of ccb
3: and, and what i want to say to you larry is as much as you and i love to go back and forth and give each other a bad time
16: that's only public I say
3: <laughs> I, I say better I say better late than never in coming to CCB. We're glad you're here.
16: Thank you.
11: Great. Yeah. Uh,
5: all
8: right, we have uh Cody.
11: Cody, go ahead.
8: Well, it's- Hi, it's Cody. Um I just want to, you know, say that I, I'm somewhat of a recent member to CCB. I was a member of NFB uh several years ago. And coming to CCB, I just feel that there's more of a community here. And uh just if you don't know anything or you need an answer to somebody, you have a you have your you know, members of the council to, to go to and ask. So um it's truly been a great for me to get involved with CCB and you know be a part of Golden State Guide Handlers, and then also I'm a member of the Contra Costa chapter as their secretary. So it's it's truly been an awesome time here, and um, I'm glad to be part of CCB. Thank you.
11: Awesome. Thank you. We're we're, we're glad you're with us. Um, so what what was it that made you uh, make the switch I think it was just uh,
8: you know philosophy, you know, just being more open and and you know um, and uh, you know it you know if, if you know NFB you know if you don't say that you're blind you're not accepting your blindness, and that's just i have you know i'm visually impaired I have some eyesight and I just didn't believe in that, so I'm like you know I just needed to explore other options and and uh, CCB is where I landed, and this is from where I'm at, and I'm, I'm glad for it because, you know, you guys want everyone, so um, which which I'm very grateful
11: for. Great. Uh,
5: all right. Uh, the person on uh, the 650 area code. Yeah, Roger. you're right. There you are, Roger.
2: This is Roger um, I, w- I wanted to point out a couple things that I've I've done a lot of volunteering and stuff but uh, the thing that occurred to me to mention is that I've discovered that one of the ways that I've been able to get uh, well into cross disability uh, environments is uh, that if you If you get along well enough with each other and there's enough trust, there's often a chance to be symbiotic. In other words, I've been, a couple of times I've been asked to back out someone's car for them. Um, And that worked, actually. I was, I know enough about car controls that I can work them. And with the, with the guy, the wheelchair user guy who drives the car, Sitting out there telling me what to do, I, I backed it out. It was in a place where he couldn't get to it in his wheelchair, and uh, those things happen occasionally. And they, uh, I think they, uh, they, they make the, they intensify the relationships among people with different disabilities.
11: That's really good to hear.
2: well okay. available to back up people's cars
3: <laughs> yeah
5: all right uh let's Oops. oh dear, I just hit something here uh, um let's
11: have
5: uh Vita go ahead hi.
18: Yeah. I echo a lot of the things that have been said and to add that one of the great things about being part of CCB is that you don't have to explain yourself when you're talking about blindness. So I work in a sighted community. I do all my errands and lots of sighted people. And, but when I come into this community, I don't have to explain myself. I can call Guillermo. I can call Alice. I can call Regina and say, I've had a bad day. And because blah, blah, blah. And they'll know right away, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. So I would say belonging is a good word.
3: That's a great word, Vita.
5: All right, let's see.
3: Sarah, I haven't heard her for a minute.
5: We um, don't.
0: Yeah, I I spoke.
5: <laughs> we don't have any additional hands right now. Well, great. We just got one.
11: Oh, oh there just we go. It always works
5: <laughs> when I do that.
0: All right. Who do we Nicola? have? Nicolette?
5: Nikki.
26: Yeah, Nikki.
5: <laughs> doesn't um, say that.
26: <laughs> I've been a member of CCB for many, many years. I think, I don't know, somewhere maybe around 2000. And the, the camaraderie, the, the friendship, the, the lifelong friends that I've made, the things that we've been doing, um, advocating, educating, and just being, being like a family. And I have to tell you what happened last night. I didn't know about the connection between, <laughs> between Gabe and HumanWare. And when he said what he did about it, as, saying he didn't know anything about it, I, uh, right after the whole thing was over, I sent an email to Larry, and then I called David. I said, what's going to happen? Are they not going to be a sponsor anymore when they hear that in the recording? <laughs> and, and I was told by both of them that Gabe has worked for them for many years, and it was a very funny moment, and it was a joke and i thought <laughs> but i thought oh, here i put my foot in it again anyway but it is there's a lot of humor there's a lot of laughing a lot of friendship and just lifelong friends and working together and and achieving things and and you know making differences and educating the public, um, one example that I had many years ago, my granddaughter is almost eighteen now. she and I had the same birthday. but when she was in third grade, we took a bunch of people from the lighthouse, including a, a guide dog to her third grade class and The school divided it in, divided the third grade into there three there were three of them and divided them into two different classrooms. And the principal, whom I know very well, because I was an advocate in the school as well, it was in a, it was a Spanish immersion school, and the kids were all learning in Spanish. So, anyway, she said, "Well, you know, uh, we'll give you about twenty minutes. We think you know that'll be that'll be enough time for them to ask all their questions." Well, an hour and a half later, we were still there; they were still asking questions, and we wow. we finally had to quit because it was their lunchtime. But that's one of the things that I feel is very important. And Ellie. Ellie Lee is working in the schools, and I think that one way to educate the public is to start with the children, because they were, one kid said, well, this might be a stupid question, and I said, well, I'm going to interrupt you before you even ask it, there's no such thing as a stupid question, I said, you guys are all curious you're at an age where you're going to ask the questions that are important. And they did, and they were fascinated and they learned a lot that day. And I tried to get the lighthouse to make that a regular thing, but I wasn't successful. But at any rate, um, that's where we need to start. We need to start with the children, but we also need to educate people as we go because people don't understand. They really don't. And, and I've, I've been in situations where, um people will grab people they'll grab their canes and and it's because of ignorance they do want to help but they just don't understand so you know we maybe we could do public service announcements or i don't know but just any way to educate the public and give them an idea on what they should and shouldn't do um and uh, oh quite a few years ago i went on a cruise it was a guide dog cruise and the it was a princess lines out of san francisco <coughs> and they did they sent a flyer to in every person's cabin. There was a flyer as to how there were 25 dogs and, and they had their relieving areas up front and they explained how to deal with dogs. And it was very informative. And people there were about 1500 people on board and they all got involved. And it was a wonderful experience for people. And they said, I never knew any of these things before. I was always ignorant. I was always afraid to approach a blind person because they didn't know how. And, and so it was a real education. So we just need to be doing more things like that too. And just educating the public, you know, anyway, thank you very much. Sorry to talk so long. That's it.
11: Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, We are at 1230. Um, I don't know we are, it seems like we are ahead of schedule. Um, so I'm going to turn this back over to Sarah.
21: Ah,
0: awesome. And Deb, did we have any other hymns?
5: We do not.
0: We do not. All right. So as Gabe said earlier, just want to remind you guys about the elections tonight and, um, you should have received an email or a phone call giving you your specific phone number to call. If you, um, missed that or did not receive it please um you know take a minute call nicole in the office and she can help you out with that um so we'll interrupt our our ccb what's it for me and does anybody here have any um big announcements that they want to share either from the panel or um out there in the audience
5: bob acosta
0: Ah, oh, Baba
27: Costa, or you could talk, tell us what's in it for you. I'm going to, I'll be brief, but I want to say one phrase that I, that I hate. Can you hear me?
0: We can hear you <laughs> loud and clear.
18: I hate that phrase.
27: <laughs> I go to but things where I will say, no, I can't hear you. Keep it up. But I really can't. I'm hard <laughs> of hearing. I want to say a couple of things. I hate mm-hmm. If you've got three hours, I can talk about CCB. this California Council of Blinders. Great. But I want to say to Sheila, she asked the question in another time, do we have to keep educating? How long? How long? I say, yes. And we must be forever vigilant because whatever we have, whatever we enjoy in, you know, civically and so forth, if there's such a word, can be taken away. I remember well the battle over APSB. We were ahead of the country. Where we a kid could go to college, he could buy a braille note, and it didn't count against him, and so forth. And Willie Brown wanted to take it, our speaker, and our guys didn't believe it. They said they'll never take it away. This is, this is you know, this is here to stay forever. Well, we lost it. We got a lot of it back in SSI and all that, but you cannot make assumptions. So follow up. I think it was said in one of the panels. And that's true. We must be vigilant. And finally, I want to say this. The CCB allows all of us to be normal people who cannot see. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Bob. All right.
27: Uh,
5: Next, we have a phone uh, in the 760 area code.
28: There you go. Hi, everyone. My name is Linda Somolsky, and I missed out on the discussion because you guys had it earlier, and I went to have lunch. We're we're continuing, uh, Linda. You're good. Don't worry. Okay. Um, Well, first of all, I wanted to say what a wonderful discussion we had last night about the history of um, CCB. That brought back so many memories. Um, I've been in and out of CCB for quite a while, just because of life circumstances and work and, you know, blah, blah. Um, but for now, since I've retired, um, what CCB has brought to me, I've been in this blindness field forever. Um, I've been, I worked for a guide dog school. I, and I taught life skills in a center and I've advocated and all that stuff. And I'm old, um, older. And so now what CCB brings to me is a lot of renewed friendships, new and old, older. Um, And the other thing is that um, I have found myself in my retirement um, giving back to my family. And that's wonderful. But I need something also to do to be in service to to help the blind community because I'm a part of it. And I feel that we all should be giving what we can as far as helping each other and helping to advocate for the things that we need. Um, and as far as I, I heard the call about when she laughed. When do we stop educate, educating? And I don't think we stop educating until everyone, not only in the blind community, but when when we have a kind of a utopic world where everyone can live together in peace and harmony. Um, I, I think our education just needs to go on and on and on until. We're at a point where we're living well, so that's that, Those are my thoughts.
8: All
0: right. Thank you, Linda. Hi. Sarah, this is Judy. Could I pop in? Oh, we'd love to have you pop in. Pop on in. <clears throat> um,
9: I want to again go back to Sheila's comment from this morning because. It seems so hard sometimes when we say, how many times do we have to tell people? And I've been in this organization since 1962. And the truth is when you meet somebody at a a store or on the street who's never met a blind person, it's not 50 years, it's the very first time. And we must always remember, I used to say this to my students, You have to remember that you are thinking this often for the first time. So we must remember that when we meet people, it's often their very first experience with a blind person. And that is an honor to be able to uh, enlighten somebody. So I'm going to stop preaching, but that's why I'm still here these 60 years later. Christy?
19: Christy? Okay, I have a comment and then I want to make my announcement because you guys, you gave us permission. So my daughter, Paula, and my son, Michael, grew up in the movement. My daughter is very good, very descriptive, very empathic and can read people very well. And for those of you who know Paula, you love her just as much as I do. Uh, but when she began to work in um, Starbucks and in Victoria's Secret and in, the, in as a manager in a shoe store, now she's in doing social work stuff. But she would be so frustrated because she would come home and say. Damn, I'm never helping another blind person, man. And then she would tell me what happened. And I think I've, I'm guilty of it. When I was in the NFB, I was extremely hardcore. Leave me alone. Don't mess with me. You're in my way. I can do it myself. And that really hurts us in the long run. There's a way to be independent. And sometimes, um, You know, my mom used to say you get more with sugar than you do with vinegar. Um, And while we want to be, you know, we get frustrated. We get tired of telling people it's okay. I could do it myself. Yeah, I can. Do I need to? Um, But I feel really badly because if Paula with the experience that she's had being around all of us for these many years, came home with that attitude. Just think what people who never have worked with a person who's blind think about us. And, and one is all. So if we're, if one of us is nice, then all blind people are nice. If one of us is an idiot, then all blind people are idiots. That's just human nature. It's what we do. So really, when I talked about kindness, I'm very serious to practice kindness, kindness with ourselves, cut us ourselves some slack, kindness with the community that maybe we know what we can do, but they don't. And so, yes, we need to be advocates and we need to teach them. And I will educate, advocate till I die. Probably on my deathbed, I'll be advocating and educating the nurses. And my announcement is that Active Blind Inland Valleys, California Council of the Blind, is selling CCB, Happy Face, portable uh, fold-up grocery bags. They're very cute. They're awesome. People that have bought them have bought more. We have about 200 bags we'd really like to sell. They are one bag for $3 plus shipping, or two bags for $5 plus shipping. And you can uh, email me at blind.lcsw at gmail.com or my husband, Ed, at e as in Edward, P as in Paul, because that's his middle name, hence Paula, Uh, Crespin, E.P. Crespin at iCloud.com. Thank you.
5: All right. Um, Someone in the 916 area code ending in 822. There you go.
14: Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, I'd just like to say that not only does this pertain to us being blind, but I think it's in, in anything that you do in your life. It, it's really, you're going to get a lot more done by being polite and being diplomatic than you are by being rude. And I think that goes to, goes to anything that you do in your life. Um, but especially, yeah, with us, the people... Uh, we do tend to be judgmental because we are human and we're not perfect. So um, we really do need to be careful as to how we uh, approach people because they really, they really don't know. And every person that you meet uh, in your life is going to be a first. There's always going to be a first time where you'll come across someone in your life that will want to know, and they'll want to know, you know, how, how do you do these things and you can't see? And so it's it's a perfect opportunity. We're kind of like missionaries, you know. We're we're constantly talking to people. So it's really important that we we are patient about it and that uh, we're kind to those who who really honestly want to know. Thank you.
5: I I see Jeff in the panel with his hand raised. So Jeff, oh, did I get muted? I
0: hope so. Nope, you're
5: good. You're good. Jeff. Yeah. There you are. Now you are. Did you uh, want to comment, Jeff? You had your hand raised?
29: Yes. I'm, now I'm unmuted, right? Yeah, you are. Yep.
0: Yeah.
5: And don't raise your hand. You're in the panel. It's too hard.
29: <laughs> no, no, I'm not, in, I'm not in this panel.
5: Oh, well, well we, we have panel. you up in the panel that yeah. Zoom, oh,
0: even no
29: matter okay. what I'll what
5: move you is,
0: then if you're not
5: in the next. I thought you were in the next panel, right? No, I'm not. not. Okay, then I'm gonna move So from- um, anyway,
29: so I was a shy graduate school student who was doing well in, in academically, but socially I was I had an inferiority complex. I didn't think I was as good as my sighted peers, I really was introverted. And all of a sudden I got into The National Federation of the Blind and found all these mentors like, you know, Al Gill and George Callis and others who were mentioned last night. And I realized, you know, hey, I'm not half bad. And so the blindness movement gave me the self-worth and the self-esteem that I probably would never have had otherwise. I would never have gone on to be a manager and mentor to cited attorneys and to have provided the service I did in the legislative arena had I not um, achieved that level of self-esteem because of my uh, fellow blind role models. And that's why I give back because I could never have really achieved Half of what I've done professionally or in any aspect of my life had it not been for the folks that I met early on. So that's what continues to motivate me to give back to this organization and to blind people in general.
5: Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, are you ready to uh, take over, Sheila?
30: Yes, ma'am, if you would like me to.
5: I would love you to. Sheila Young is going to be helping us with our Zoom this afternoon. And uh, I see a hand over there. I'll move Jeff back to the audience and we'll be you'll be all good. Okay.
0: Welcome, Sheila. Thank you. Oh, well, you're very welcome. All
30: right. You have a hand from somebody with the last three. Zero, four, two. You may unmute. Hi, um,
31: this is Patty, and I know I spoke earlier in the in the panel, but um I wanted to say a really positive thing that I didn't get a chance to say, and that was that um being in ccB um i I've learned that the sometimes what what your passion it if it takes you over. You can do things almost effortlessly to influence people because um, I wanted to do transcription. I used to work at a bank, and then I stopped and raised my two daughters, or started raising them and raising them. Yeah, I did raise them. Anyway, um, when I got finished, um, I wanted to go back to work, and I loved to do transcription, so I took a class in medical terminology. And I went to the college, and the teacher said, um, well, well there are going to be safety issues here. And I, I thought, what? And so I went to the to my disabled services person and I said, he doesn't want me in the class. And she said, you're going to have to call the dean. So I called the dean and she listened to what I had to say and she said, you need to be a trailblazer and I'm going to talk to him. And, and, and in fact, she laughed and said, what were you going to be doing? Throwing knives? And I, <laughs> then I got into the class and then I went to a creative writing class and I really wanted to be in it. And the teacher said, you can't, you can't be in this class because you're going to have to read four books. And I thought, well, I don't have a reader and I don't have money to pay a reader, but I'm not going to quit the class. And in each instance I stayed for the rest of the class and she gave us a writing assignment. And by the time that we were done writing and we all read our collection she came over to my desk and she said, it's an honor to have you in my class. She said, you just presented all these images and, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you know, then not only did I get that benefit and that, that, you know, really blessing, but then I made a friend that very class time and she let me buy the books and because she couldn't afford them, and in exchange, because I let her keep them after we were done, she read all of our assignments for me, and we, we became friends. So, I don't know. I just wanted to share that. Thank
19: you. All right. Very Somebody cool.
30: With the last three, 155, five, you may unmute.
2: Hello, this is Roger again. Um, hey,
0: Roger again.
2: Roger again, yeah. I just wanted to have a, have a comment for she, for, um, for Christy, which is that there's another reason why you don't want to snap at someone who wants to help you, and that is that I've found that the surest way of, of uh, the, the, the telling somebody to, to leave you alone is the surest way to run, uh, uh, to run into a wall. As you, you, you say, "Leave me alone! I'm going. I know where I'm going," and that wall just comes right out in front of you. <laughs> I don't know how that works exactly, but boy, it sure does. Seem. And then you, you, learn. Then you feel like you, you know, you really did need help. <laughs> the wall
11: gets revenge.
0: The wall gets revenge. <laughs> bom, 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 bom. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. I think we have enough time to probably take uh, one or two more. Sheila, do you have have any other hands? You have no more hands
30: raised. No.
0: No more Mm -hmm. hands. Anyone else up on our panel that would like to talk about um, you know, their their feelings about CCB and and their one word to describe.
30: And And
9: I am sorry, Linda just
30: raised her hand.
9: So Linda. Thank you, Linda
30: you may unmute
11: which of the three lindas
30: i have no idea whoever had their hand raised there's only
0: one hand up so <laughs> does it just say linda or yeah, it just says linda all right if your name is linda linda you may unmute zoom webinar lower hand button uh
22: hi everybody yay Yay. Hey, <laughs> It's the San Francisco, Linda. Um, okay. You know, um, CCB for me was a place to land, initially was a place to land when I moved here in 2005. I'm, um, I was like, oh no, how am I going to meet people? How am I going to get a, a job, um, a late in life job? All these questions. I walked into the San Francisco chapter meeting in um, September of 2005. And not only did I find a family, I found opportunities to grow and develop my leadership skills. You know, I walked in the door in September and by November of the following year, I was elected chapter president, who knew? So since then, with the initial mentorship of my dear departed Winifred Downing, I made my way in the state organization and um, came to where I am today, um, able to help out in any way I can. Um, I'm currently the secretary of the state organization. Most people know me and know my opinions, including my political ones. (laughs) And um, I, I love my CCB family and wouldn't have it any other way.
11: I just really love the way people just take ownership of CCB. It is just awesome because it is. It is our organization and we make of this organization what we need to make of it. Any like, more hands? Other things in more? Lie,
3: right, Guillermo, that you get out of it what you put into it? Exactly.
0: No,
30: sir, there are no more hands.
0: No more hands. Anybody else up on our panel want to share? Well, Sheila, do you want to give a plug for um, your stuff you have going on since we have a couple minutes here? I'll, I'll let you do give a shameless plug if you'd like. <laughs>
30: Well, I am president of the Florida Council of the Blind and our first ever hybrid state convention is starting next Friday and we are doing it via Zoom and in person at the hotel and Tuesday night is our auction, but that is on Zoom and it will be on ACB radio. So we're getting nervous and excited, but... um, Once again, Florida is going to be the first one to try something new.
0: And we will all be listening. That's what I'm afraid
18: of.
11: (laughs) People register still.
0: Um, Yes. Mm
30: -hmm. Yeah, we're we're extended the registration for tomorrow. So you can go to FCB.org and it's $25 to register. You will be put in a door prize bucket and... Um, We'll get the Zoom invites for all of our meetings. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty full weekend. So we're very excited, but very nervous.
3: You guys will do great. And that was fcb.org, you said, right? Yes, yes. F is in
30: front, you know, Florida Council of the Blind. It's fcb.org.
0: Awesome, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for
30: letting me. Thanks. I appreciate that.
0: Oh, absolutely. We all got to help each other out, you know?
3: And Not thank for you for sure. your help here this weekend or today. Yeah. This weekend.
9: Not a problem.
0: All right. And you know what? We got a couple of minutes here. Lisa, are you around to give a door prize?
7: Sure. I can make that happen. So we're doing another $25 Amazon gift card donated by the Golden Gate Chapter. And the winner is Debbie Cordero.
11: Yay, Debbie. Yay.
7: Woohoo. Awesome.
0: Congratulations, Debbie. Enjoy, enjoy. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone that has uh, taken the time to comment here today and, you know, really speak from your heart. Um, If you think of something and maybe you didn't want to, you know, say it here. You can always reach out to Guillermo and I. We're, you know, we really want to know. We want to hear, you know, what folks have to say about our great CCB. So, without further ado, let's see. What time are we at? We are at 12.57 and 53 seconds. I I, I think that uh, we can go ahead and and kind of start rolling in. And so I don't know if we want to, do we need to do a stream switch Rooney Deb?
16: We, I think they're in, they may be already doing that. I'm not sure, but we do have enough time to say thank you so much to Tyson Ernst. Tyson has been with ACB for a little while and has taken on a lot of other chores besides just streaming. But he was nice enough to stream, and this is not even necessarily his particular state affiliate, but he's, that's what's cool about streamers. They'll say, what do you need? When do you need me? And it doesn't matter. And Tyson was here for four hours, and he'll be with us again tomorrow, again for four hours from 9 to 1. So Tyson, we want to say thank you very much, and, and you added a ton with your professionalism. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And it was my, very much my pleasure. Cool. And I well, miss
1: California well, a lot.
16: Yeah, I know because you lived here for a, quite a while, didn't you? I lived, I lived you?
1: there. I lived in the Antelope Valley, Pond at Lancaster for 48 years.
8: Wow.
1: Oh, you're, wow. you're welcome. You're welcome to come visit anytime you like, Tyson. I would love to move back there if I can afford it. <laughs>
16: uh, <yeah. laughs> oh, that's great. So, so Deb Lewis is going to be, not only has she been on the phones and have been our coordinator for, uh, for CCB, convention coordinator, she handles the Zoom things, and she's also going to handle streaming for us for the next four and a half hours. So Deb, if you're ready, then I'm we can make the switch. Yeah. Okay.
8: Yeah,